picture. Where did this come from? What are you eating? I was eating those, uh, the pecans. Did you, did you just come here and eat my food? <laughs> the, the A. They were there. I, you didn't, you didn't ask. I know for a fact you didn't ask me. And I know for a fact Anthony was down, wasn't downstairs. Are you just eating our shit? Maybe. That's wild. <laughs> Dude just comes hey, to my house hey, and starts hey, eating. Hey. I walked in and he 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 opened the door. If I wasn't helping and, you bulk, I'd be upset. And only boxers. <laughs> he was only wearing boxers. He <laughs> opens the door and then he just he opens it. He's like, "All right, here." And then he closed the door and went back upstairs and then took a nap. And he left me downstairs for like twenty minutes, so I had to find food. I was. <laughs> huh? Welcome to Brutal, the MMA podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You are not doing that well. No, I'm not. You, <laughs> I, you lied to my face. Hey, okay. I, all I, I had a good weekend. I had all a good weekend. All you were weekend. doing in there is complaining. You no. were like, all I was so doing in there from my is I was job. stealing oh, his I mean, pecans, all right? Yeah, you, you come into my house, saying. you eat my food, and you complain. Yeah. Women, all women do is eat hot shit. <laughs> Work and lie. <laughs> Alright, suck my ass. Okay, I was uh, hungry. I uh, got off of work and I came straight here. And this motherfucker opens the door. And what is he wearing? Boxers. Not That's boxers. It. Don't don't propaganda me. I'm wearing briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. No, it's an important distinction. Because okay. only I wear boxer briefs too, and I call them boxers, wear boxers because I haven't met a person that wears boxers. Only boxers. I haven't met a person that wears boxers that isn't an asshole. No, you're you're you right. boxers? You, no. Because you're a real man. I, I wear boxer briefs. Exactly. But I still call them boxers because I don't acknowledge the existence of boxers themselves. That's good. That's good. I think that but boxers themselves are, are inferior they and exist. retarded. They still exist. They f- but you need to understand they exist to know what's, what's bad from good. Basically, what he was wearing was some skin-tight shit and only that, so I just saw his bare ass, basically. And you liked it, didn't you? But. <laughs> Golly. All right. Let's jump into some actual MMA garbage. Um, and that's what this card was. It was garbage, in my opinion. I didn't, I didn't enjoy any fight in particular. Uh, I could have picked any fight from UFC 291, and it was more entertaining than any fight from this card, uh, Sandhagen versus Fong. Oh yeah. Speaking of, I I wasn't here for the last podcast. How was 291? How did you enjoy that? Awesome. Yeah. It was so sweet. No, I loved it. Uh, Caitlin had a really good time. I had a really good time. Um, good we hear. really enjoyed watching uh, Dustin Poirier get kicked in the skull. That was I really very entertaining. It. Uh, the entire crowd was t- screaming Poirier, Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier. They're all chanting for him. Louisiana strong, right? And he gets out there. They have a super competitive first round. And then Justin Gage, he just lays him out with yeah. a fucking head kick. No, that, was, that was solid. Oh, I was watching was so that live. We freaked the fuck out when it happened. It was so sweet. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the Alex Pereira versus Jan Blasiewicz fight was close, but I'm really glad Alex got the one, the win. It sets up a lot more great fights for the future. If Jan wins, it would have kind of steamrolled a lot of stuff. And I'm glad they gave it to Alex because he did more damage, and the criteria is based off of damage. And that's how it should yeah. be, and that's how it will stay. And I'm very so. glad to see Derek Lewis oh, get his win. My oh, my goodness. That was it's because so he wasn't funny. fighting in Houston. Yeah. Uh, Houston is cursed when it comes to Derek Lewis. Yeah. So I'm so glad to watch a 400, oh, sorry, 400. 400 Imagine pounds. though. Derek Lewis 280, 400 pounds flying air and obliterating you. Yeah. 280 pound man starts sprinting across the octagon, jumps in the air, uh, switch knees Rodrigo de Lima in the face and knocks all his teeth loose. Ro- Marcos made a post on Instagram saying, I'm having trouble eating. Because all of my front and bottom teeth are loose. And God, did that make me uncomfortable. 
but it also like it, it makes you realize how hard it is to be a fighter. But I, I loved like Derek Lewis. I loved Kevin Holland. I saw an edit today of Kevin Holland and Derek Lewis. I'll send it to you. It was one of the dopest edits ever. I mean, I think I saw what you're talking about. Yeah. I might I might have sent it over to you. You I might have seen so. it in your scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they both landed amazing knees and finished their fight quickly after. They both showed out, and I, I love them as a, as a brothership. They they always hang out together, and they're very hilarious. They're the two funniest guys in the MMA community, in my opinion. So um, I was really happy to see them do well in person, especially. It's super fun to watch. It was super fun to watch Derek Lewis take his pants off, swing it around in a circle, mm-hmm. throw him off into the crowd, and start WWE celebrating on him. Oh, it was so satisfying. I was so happy. Shout out to my wife. You already know. You come home, <laughs> bust those guts up. <laughs> That is wretched. That was the best. <laughs> that was the best post-fight interview I have ever seen in no, my Derek life. Lewis don't give a fuck. That was hilarious. Derek Lewis don't give a fuck. Seriously, it's awesome though. Um, I had a really good great time at the event. Um, we went over it all on the last episode, which you guys could check out. And um, we're gonna go over Font versus Sandhagen. Um, I want to start off by shouting out the fight of the night, which was the only fight well it wasn't fight of the night officially yet i don't know they if they're going to announce it, it. Right? they haven't announced it yet i don't know if they will announce it um but it was very much easily quarantino versus damon jackson damon jackson really showed a lot of heart in this fight um there's a lot of times where he got hit in the body super hard with quarantino and he just tanked it he tanked it kept moving on but it obviously was affecting him he was just trying to tough through it but he was he looked really worse for wear in that second and third round yeah, no, I'll agree. He was he was doing very well that whole time, and then but I mean I think he was doing well the whole time. It was just that second third round kind of he he started like it it wasn't that he got gassed out. It was that um he got hit in the body, and then um what, what was fucking name um Damon Jackson yeah yeah Quarantio? Jackson oh what? Billy Quarantio was Quarantio the that's the what his face my okay. my my brain's not working today. Does it ever? Uh, Cor- yeah, Quarantio just capitalized on the body shots and kept going and kept going and kept going. And yeah, you clinch, could tell. Actually, I think his clinch striking really made a difference because in the clinch, Damon Jackson would throw a knee, throw a, a little strike there, a little something there. But Quarantio was digging the body with those right hooks and digging the body with those knees. I mean, yeah, everything Jackson he landed. was kind of folding from it. You know? Everything he landed was with intention. Mm-hmm. And Damon Jackson's takedowns really well. He landed a takedown every single round, actually. His takedowns were phenomenal. I yeah. saw some crazy takedowns. One of them, he Great basically gr- like grabbed the bottom of like the bottom half of the guy and then just like hit him in like Close the neck, him. like yeah, like just with his arm. It wasn't even like his fist. He hit him with the arm, and then that just like clotheslined him and like right it smacked over him he, onto his back. Yeah, and he immediately capitalized on it and he got on the ground. Um, and B- Billy Q was really uh, aggressive with his offensive uh, submissions, and I thought that was really good from his back. He had a Gogo Plata and an Oma Plata, almost got both of them pretty pretty close. Um, I mean, Damon Jackson knows how to defend a submission. He's obviously very good on the ground, so he, he defended it off well. Um, and that was kind of it from there. I mean, there was a few other entertaining bouts from there. Uh, we had Diego Lopez uh, with the submission. That was in the main card. Um, I saw Damon Lopez versus Mavzar Vlaev where he got close to submitting Mavzar a few times. <laughs> God bless you. And oh, shit. Thanks. It, <laughs> Holy shit. really woke you up, didn't it? Oh. And uh, Lopez, first minute of the fight, pulls guard, uh, sinks in the triangle. He, he's very, like, slowly, methodically got sunk in. 
he just got his two legs up like this and slowly hatched it down to where he was in the crux of his own uh, knee. And from there, it was all over. I mean, it was yeah. only a matter of time. He grabbed the arm bar, extended the arm. And I don't know if Gavin Tucker verbally tapped, and that's why the ref stopped it, or if Lopez just stopped on his own and the ref decided it was enough. But all three of them were in agreement that the fight was over. When yeah, it was over. It was, I, was, I watched it, and I was confused. I was like, I knew it was deserved, like he should have tapped, but I didn't see a tap. And like I think you said earlier, it just looked like Lopez went, "Yeah, you're done," and just got up. And I was like, "And the ref agreed, and Tucker yeah. seemed to agree too." Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm not mad about it. It's a little bit weird, but it was gonna happen regardless. Yeah. So yeah. it was in, it was just a matter of time, and uh, really great fight. Uh, but I mean, back to the prelims, Jeremiah Wells versus Carlson Harris made me real upset because Jeremiah Wells is the m- He's in the top three for most explosive athletes in the UFC. He started uh, MMA really late, I think 30s or late 20s, really late. Really? And he's 34 now, 35, turning on 35, or 35 turning on to 36. And I've seen him starch just about everyone or wrestle fuck just about everyone. He's super physically dominant. And he has a good gas tank too. But in the third round, got a little bit sloppy, got caught in a darce, and... Uh, didn't defend it correctly, didn't have the fight IQ to defend it, and unfortunately uh, got choked unconscious. It was r- really slow, but uh, the darts got choked in. and Yeah, it was a pretty quick choke. Like, he went out pretty quickly, and he was fully when it When out. it fully extended it, where he got the elbow over, yeah. it was real fast. Yeah. It was about and, five and seconds, was and he was sleeping. unconscious. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, sitting there kind of twitching or, like, look, like, he, you know, he was unconscious. No, he was. He was like unconscious just- for like five seconds, and then his legs started kicking after, like after the, yeah, the ref, yeah. long after the ref stopped it. You could see his legs kicking. Yeah, he, he was, was kicking, he was twitching, but he was like, he didn't know never, where he was. I, I don't. You don't see a uh, fighter get like knocked out or get submitted often, where they like pass out or they go unconscious, and they genuinely are just like like asleep because he was just like as soon as it went off and he got off of him, he was just sitting there. Yeah, like no, eyes asleep. closed and everything. Yeah, he was, eyes closed. He was just taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of entertaining fights in this card. Uh, it was really upsetting watching Candy and Jukwu, uh get. Um, he got he got rocked on the feet. You could tell he got rocked. He got dropped, but he looked like he was all still there. Uh, was intelligently defending strikes. That's the definition of what you're not supposed to call a fight when you're intelligently defending strikes. He's moving his position upwards. So not only was he defending strikes here, he had, he was getting hit with hammer fists only on his guard. They weren't hitting the head. He starts to sit up, and then the ref stops it. And I understand as a referee, you need to protect the fighter. He wasn't protecting the fighter, in my opinion. I think uh, Kennedy has a lot more in him. People call him the Terminator 800. Uh, because he genuinely just walks through damage and then destroys you in the second and third. That's what he's good at. He needs to warm up and gets better as the fight goes on. So it's really upsetting to see that fight get uh, called because you can see Candy got, gets right up. He's cognizant. He looks good. He's not even stepping funny. He's he, stepping. he did look annoyed. Yeah, I've seen... Didn't even have a damage on his I've seen, like, kind of... I've seen worse stoppages, but I'll, I'll agree it was kind of... It was a little early. I think um, when he was hitting, he at least should have gotten some shots off to the to the head and actually hit them but yeah he was just what what it seemed like is um he was just using his his guard and he was just getting hit over and over again in the guard but he wasn't intelligently putting his guard up he was basically just folding for a second 
And then I will agree as After soon as the dropped, stop went. After you get dropped, though, there's no way you're going to be able to put up a better guard. Well, yeah, that's, that's that's the thing. Is It just looked like he like he balled up and was like... He didn't ball up, though. It, it, balling up is like where you're, you put your, your knees in, your elbows yeah. in, and you're like this. Well, I just mean it, his he, upper body. He, he was sitting up. That's why maybe you thought he was balling up. He's sitting up through the strikes... And then went to grab a leg and push off, but the referee yeah, was already stopping Yeah, I'll say that. that that was the one thing is you saw his legs go up and he started to push, and um, as he was pushing and he, and like the like the second the ref saw that he was you know pushing and stuff, the ref stops it and you and he gets him off and he just immediately opens up and he's fully aware of what he's doing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, it's yeah. unfortunate. Stop he definitely I, he definitely could have like I understand. Where the ref was coming from to an extent, like like I said, I've seen much worse uh, stoppages. I think everyone has, but um, very late ones, very early ones. Yeah, <laughs> it was just I think it was just unfortunate, not necessarily like a a horrible ref call. It yeah. wasn't like a just a blatant. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was pretty upset about it though. I, yeah, I tell you that much. It. I'm a really big fan of him. He's, he had three straight finishes, had a lot of momentum, and this was his first top 15 fight, and that's how it ends. Yeah. Not cool. Um, after that, we had the co-main event between Jessica Andrade and Tatiana Suarez. Andrade didn't fight intelligently, got out-grappled, and Tatiana Suarez uh, just basically grappled, destroyed her. And uh, that's what she did. Guillotine in. Uh, she's done it to a bunch of fighters already. And uh, she protects her undefeated record, 11-0, 5-0 in the UFC. She's a She's a beast on the ground. Striking is very lackluster, though. Um, yeah, I want to see her, her, her chop that up better. But then on to the main event, Rob Font, Corey Sanhagen. Uh, Corey Sanhagen was pre- uh, preparing for Nurmagomedov. And you know mm-hmm. how Nurmagomedovs are. Amazing on the ground. He gets Rob Font. And he starts wrestling him. I don't know why anyone's surprised, but I understand why people are disappointed at the same time. Because without offensive grappling, you want to see offensive submissions. And Rob Font basically did just enough the whole fight to defend from the submissions to an extent where it didn't really, there was no jujitsu sweeps. There was no entertaining. It wasn't super entertaining. It was really boring. Um, I'm not mad at Corey Sandhagen. And he also tore his tricep in the very first round. Really? So he was unable to throw good, precise strikes. He was unable to really throw that hand at all without a lot of pain. That's what he was saying. He could throw elbows. So I understand why he kept it grounded if it was successful and he was injured. So that is crazy. The tricep. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. He's going to surgery today. Really? Yeah. As of uh, this Monday. Well, let's hope he gets better. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this will come out on a Friday, but it's the Monday before. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh, good showing for Corey Sandhagen. He he said specifically in an interview. He said, um, I want to be able to out grapple the strikers. And outstrike the grapplers. So he's basically just being like, I want to prove I'm the best at both so I can beat both. And I do feel for Corey because this is for sure Aljamain Sterling's last fight at Bantamweight as the Bantamweight champion. He will either lose and leave the division or he will win and lose or win and leave the division. That's my opinion. Um, and Corey Sandhagen got choked unconscious by Aljamain Sterling and he hasn't gotten a title shot since. Hmm. Um, and Corey's kind of deserved it a few times. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten it. He beat the tar out of TJ Dillashaw, and they gave the decision to TJ Dillashaw, which really made me upset. But that's how the cookie crumbles when the referees are in charge. So, um, yeah. Uh, moving on from there, we have 
another UFC fight night. The name escapes me. Who's main eventing? Luke versus Dos Anjos. Makes sense why I didn't remember. I just want to <laughs> shout out Demon Blackshear. I love Demon Blackshear. Uh, in his last fight, got TKO. Super high pace wrestler. Really exciting. Very solid base. Reminds me of like a smaller Impa Kasanganai, but uh, with a little bit more athleticism. Uh, really fun to watch. for a long time? Um, Demon, I don't really know much of his background. He's a little bit older. I'm pretty sure he's been fighting for a while. I'm sure he has a wrestling mm. background from seeing his, his wrestling in jiu-jitsu. Um, I want to shout out also for this main card, Tafan Chukwi. Super underrated kickboxer. Uh, didn't show out best in his last two performances. He got knocked out. And I don't think that really showcases his real talent. He, he came from the uh, Dana White's Contender Series. He's super explosive. So you'll sit there with his high guard, and he's super low to the floor. He's a middleweight, jacked to the gills. And he just likes to sit there and wait and wait and wait and lands, waits for an opportunity. One, two, three. One, two, three. He's combos, 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 combos. And when he lands those combos, super precise, super well done, and he knocks people out. He hasn't gotten the finish in the last few. He dominated his last fight uh, with, not last fight, but the fight before his last fight against Azamat, who's an undefeated fighter. Um... And the very last round got knocked out. That's always unfortunate to see. I hate when it I always hurts my heart to it. watch my favorite fighters, just like Jeremiah Wells, uh, do really well and then make some sort of tactical mistake, just resulting in the end of the fight. And I mean, it shows you need to, you know, keep yourself protected at all times. Um, and we're gonna talk about the top three of this. It's a very top-heavy event. Um, I'd say there's some stuff to look out for in the prelims, but the main card's really where this event's at. And we're gonna start with Khalil Roundtree and Chris Dawkins. Chris Dawkins, retired police officer, moving down from light heavyweight. He was apparently going to miss light heavyweight and got sick or something. So this fight's been postponed from a month ago. And uh, okay. Khalil Roundtree is like the most violent fighter I've ever watched. Uh, it's very funny because he's a very creative, uh, emotionally intelligent man. Uh, Sean Strickland hates him. Um, they have beef. <laughs> um, in my opinion, Khalil would murder him just because Khalil weighs a lot more. Um, but uh, Khalil's really fun to watch in the octagon. He destroys knees, destroys bodies. He just hits with, like, v- disgusting intention. And uh, Chris Dawkins doesn't. Chris Dawkins is fast and technical, but uh, the guys he's fought that are really violent have knocked him unconscious, and that's twice in a row now. So give me Khalil Roundtree by uh, butchering. I think you're just going to immediately knock him out, or is it going to take a little bit? Um, Khalil likes to start a little slow. It's usually second round where he just puts the pace on. That's where he destroyed Carl Roberson. That's where he knocked down Eric Anders four times in a single round. I mean, he knows when to put the pace on. It's usually the second. He figures out what you're going to do in the first and then just gets extremely violent. Um, Sounds pretty fun to watch. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Ever since um, Khalil Roundtree started going to uh, Thailand, that's what we started seeing. Whoa there. No, I, I, I think he was just strictly fighting, to be honest with you. To be completely honest mm-hmm. with you, uh, fucking and fighting maybe, but, I mean, that's fucking the most. Fucking who? Uh, pfft, to beat me. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's it's really entertaining to watch Khalil fight, and uh, I'm excited to see him in there again. I, I He just got put in the, the UFC game. I know UFC 5 is coming up pretty soon here, but in UFC 4, he, he's fun to use. I've been using him well, a little what, bit. What's the difference? Um, I'm not sure yet. It hasn't come out yet. 
Oh, okay. Uh, probably not much. It's probably just like the 2K games where it's yeah. just a little adjustment. That's, Hopefully, that's... it's like the best UFC was UFC uh, 2 or 3. Uh, they actually improved a lot, and it was a really good game. And then 4... It was just kind of like a minor like change, like no, they kind of revamped the game in a way that was not fun. Uh, it just it's not the, the the combat system isn't fun. The grappling sucks. I hate grappling in this game. It's super stupid. The way you get out of grapples is you like uh, press. I think you've you've played it before. Yeah, I where tried. you press the back things to get out of chokes, or you put your spin your wheel in a circle. It's like really awkward, janky controls. I didn't enjoy it. Um, UFC 5 is probably going to be pretty good, but hopefully they put Khalil in it because Khalil was complaining he wouldn't fight until they put him in the game and they put him <laughs> in the game. So, I mean, it worked. Uh, but, yeah. Um, after that, we have Cub Swanson and Kim Duwadu. I say right now I'm really excited for this fight, and neither of these guys have a grappling, a, a deep grappling background. So it makes me excited but also hesitant because the last main event we just watched, Rob Font versus Kuro Sandhagen, both strikers. But and, yeah. Corey destroyed the ground. But we've seen Corey do that to Marlon Vera. So the fact that I haven't seen Cubs wants to do that, does that give me confidence? This is going to be just a striking master class from either guy. Uh, Hakeem's a little bit faster, a little bit sweeter. Um, Cubs Swanson has crazy combos, crazy techniques. He's from San Diego, I'll definitely be rooting for Cub, but I'll also be rooting for Hakeem. Been, I've been a fan of Hakeem since he got into the UFC. Uh, just crazy combos, mm-hmm. really fast. Um, I mean, yeah. If they're if they're technical, not very active like though. He fights generally. so little. Hakeem really? fights so little. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know exactly what, but he does not fight often at all. He used to fight a lot, and then he stopped fighting. I don't know why. Uh, Could have just lost motivation. I'm not sure. But then on the main event, the silent assassin Vicente Luque versus Yamama. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Yamama. Uh, <laughs> uh, I always say that when I forget because it's RDA. It's Rafael dos Anjos, the man with the most octagon time in the UFC. Yeah, uh, but it was. 32 and 14. Yeah, really Crazy. extensive record. He's been in the UFC forever. I think 30 of those are in the UFC. Because um, it's eight hours of octagon time. That's a full shift. That's that's a that's a full shift. Imagine a full shift of being in an octagon with another man trying to kill you. That's wild. That's <laughs> um, RDA's done everything. RDA's old. I'm going to get to the point. RDA's old. RDA's fun to watch. He's very durable. But he's old. And Vicente Luque kills old people for fun. And I think he's going to sleep RDA. I don't know how they're even even odds. Um, I've been seeing all over the place on betting sites, etc. That Vicente Luque is an even odds with RDA. Really? Vicente Luque is a monster. He was on a four-fight win streak before his last two. And, of course, he got decision by Bilal. Who doesn't? Yo, I Bilal, <laughs> remember the decision, Muhammad. Okay. Remember the decision is funny and catchy, but you know what's better? Huh. Bilal Melatonin <laughs> Muhammad. I heard someone say Bilal Melatonin Muhammad, and it gave me so much joy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I even posted my story. I added them. I was like, I'm so proud of this man. <laughs> my favorite fighter, Bilal Melatonin <laughs> Muhammad. I was really happy about that because he puts you to sleep. He doesn't put his, his yeah. enemies to sleep. He puts, puts the fans to sleep. And, uh, yeah, Vincente Luque before losing to Bilal and then um, getting knocked out by a, a monster in Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal has destroyed everyone under the sun except for Kevin Holland and um, Kevin Holland and uh, Shavkat Rachmanov. Remember the, the Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal fight? That was the one in Mike's barbecue. Uh, Shavkat choked him standing up 
I think against so. the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after they were just bodying each other for three straight rounds. Um, Jeff Neal uh, just beat Vincent De Luque, knocked him out. Hmm. Um, but Vincent De Luque is still a savage, still really good, still really solid, great striking, amazing jujitsu. I think Vincent De Luque probably puts a Bravo choke or a um, Darce on him, uh, finishes RDA in the second round, maybe after he drops him or something, because Vincent De Luque has really good striking too. Just very basic, very basic striking. Can't put his hands up very well. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this event. It's very top heavy, but you know how top with top heavy events, sometimes the prelims are really good too. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully, a better event than uh, last week's because I really didn't enjoy it. What What are you smiling at? I just saw a fucking gremlin peek out from the fucking background. <laughs> that Nick Nick Paddy Rock yeah, yeah, with the fucking In and Out cup, and he just goes, he like, dude, bro has it in a frame. Goes. <laughs> dude if i could count, i'm gonna start taking pictures and see how many i can get of nick's in and out trash just sitting on the counter yeah just collecting these flies bro i wish i was like mr miyagi and be able to take a pair of chopsticks and, go go and then Almost nice one destroy the fucking microphone bro if you're an mma fighter hit the, hit the hit the mic like that you get knock up right there boom your mom's a whore. I think it's time to end this podcast before I fall asleep standing up. Yeah. I'm standing right. up, by the way. I'm not sitting down. Totally, totally standing up. You don't, you don't see any of the chair or anything. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I hope you guys have a good day, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yep. Bye-bye. Adios.